Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are back again for another exciting episode of the All the T-Shirts podcast. I am Lee Myers. I am Rick White. And we are excited about today's episode. We have a very special guest with us today as we talk about uh, camps, camp ministry. We decided to call this the Happy Camper episode uh, or or. Or, or the the camp cast the camp cast if you will yeah yes and we have a very special guest with us today we very have special a, very special she's so special yeah. uh, Amanda Glover she's the manager of Lifeway uh, Camps customer service um, of course you know it's summertime that means summer activities which includes summer camp so we're going to be talking camp with Amanda Glover Amanda has served in camp ministry for over twenty years with Cross Point Camp. That's not even around anymore, is not, it? Not even it's not there anymore, is it? No. Yeah. Student Life Kids Camp, Student Life Camp, and Centrifuge. Currently, she's serving as the manager of Lifeway Camp's customer service. She's based out of Birmingham, Alabama. She is a graduate of the Mississippi College. I've been there. Yeah, <laughs> we both have been there. Yeah. And the only seminary, I may be alienating some people when I say that, yeah. New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary, where she got her Master's of Arts degree in Marriage and Family Counseling. She's the wife of Matt for 17 years. Wow, Amanda. 17 wow. years. Yeah, that's a lot. That's awesome. <laughs> and you're also a mom of three awesome kids. How yeah. are you doing today, Amanda? I'm, I'm well. Thank you guys for having me. I'm, well, thank I'm honored you for joining us. Yeah, you know, one of the one of the as we get started, one of the great things like we talked about this as we started doing a podcast because Lee and I've been doing ministry for I don't know as long as ministry's been alive, I guess, like forever. And one of the benefits of that is all the people that you know along the way. And uh, so Amanda's been doing ministry for a long time too. But I will just make this distinction as we do this podcast: she is the youngest person on this podcast today. you're really gonna go there huh? i am i mean she is she is not she is not as old as we are so we are <laughs> we're the old ones i just need to make that distinction well distinct she thing. looks the same last time i saw her i mean yeah she doesn't we're, we're looking at her through a zoom call right yeah. now so anyway uh, we've known you amanda you for a long age today, time i'm telling yeah. you yeah we have we've, we've known each other a hot minute haven't we yes it's been rick a and long. i grew up in the same youth group together so. yes we did we did Super. known each other for a long time you got any you got any youth group stories with rick we can oh, move uh, on to the camp ministry now. <laughs> well, we're, Amanda, we're so excited to have you with us. And uh, this is the first time we, we've actually done a, a podcast with a remote guest before. So this is opening up a whole new world of possibilities for us as, as we start this journey. Yes. Of doing Birmingham this. is a very remote location. Very remote. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. Okay, Amanda, let's jump into it real quick. All right. So, right. why should student ministers and churches send students to camp? Oh, goodness. That is such a good question. And I, I will just say, going into this, like, I, obviously, I work for Lifeway Camps, which is, I love those camps. I think they're amazing. But whether you're sending your youth group or signing your youth group up to go to an organized camp like one of ours or doing your own, oh, my goodness, camp is just the the best thing you can do for your students when, when else do you have five to six days of just complete uninterrupted time away from devices um where you can just focus on your students and love on them and build platforms that just serve discipleship throughout mm -hmm. the year um 
and not to say, you know, we're like creating this environment where the Lord can show up. He can obviously show up anywhere, but camp is just such a, a unique experience where you can just go and get away and listen to the Lord, whether your students are believers or whether you have non-believers that are coming, there's just something special about that time that you get away um, in camp where the Lord just works. He does when you're, when you're, time is just focused on on nothing but hanging out with people going to worship services having bible study time it's just a unique time that's like none other yeah there's something about getting away and and having everything scheduled for you too and and just and the whole thing is pointed towards that us too you know like we said you know you've been working with camps for a, a long time i mean you've done a mainly student life and then now like lifeway that, that they had that merger and you guys are so you're 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 working with all of them now, but you've seen these things change and develop over the years. How have, you've been doing it a while? Yeah, again, not as long as wow. we have because we're <laughs> older. But yeah, but but she's been on the other end of the camp ministry and everything, and you 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 see it from um, you know the production uh, side of things, and you've seen it being put on and everything. How is it? How has summer camp ministry changed over the last twenty years? Like how has it evolved? I mean. Um, like how it's done and everything. What are some of the things you've had to adapt to or change? Yeah. So I'll speak like specifically uh, to student life now. That's really the camp ministry I've been with the longest. And back in the day when student life first got started, um, the way we kind of stood apart was our production element and what we were able to bring to the table as far as, you know, lights, video, sound, all of that. We could do state of the art, crazy fun things that nobody else could do. And now, as we, we started in 1993, so as as that has evolved through the years, anybody can go out and rent this equipment now and kind of create those kind of atmospheres. And so we have really had to adapt with that over the past you know 10 to 15 years specifically. Of, I mean, anybody can do this stuff. So what's going to set us apart now? Um, and that's, again, not to say that we were so focused on programming that we were ignoring the Lord and all that. But that was right. something cool and fun right. that we could do that churches just couldn't do for themselves back in the day. And so now larger churches, I mean, their Wednesday night production level is camp level now um, for a lot of these larger churches. And so that's definitely something we've had to adapt to over the years, just trying to stay innovative and on top of things um, going into just again, because student life specifically has kind of set its apart, itself apart as a production led camp event. So I, I would say that's been our main our main challenge, if you will, over the years. It's also a fun thing to kind of take the reins on and, and try and figure out um, what's the next thing for us and and how do we keep keep, keep growing and, and being innovative in, in this space. I know we used to try to always get our tech guys to go to camp with us as chaperones. And I just remember for the longest time, they would just kind of sit towards the back and just kind of see what all the camp was using as far as production wise and and one of the things that I always appreciated about the camps that we went to was they would, would have a breakout session where they could hang with the techies kind of thing and they could go in the back and talk to the um, talk to the guys and, and gals that were doing that kind of stuff. And so I always really appreciated that. Yeah, so like along with that, like you've seen it change over the past 20 years and you just talked about the fact that, you know, now you're going to try to figure out what you need to change in the future. Do you, you have any clue like – what the future is going to look like for camp. I mean, we're coming out of COVID. It's right. been a crazy time. And like, we're, we're on 
Zoom right now. I mean, that's the way we're communicating and talking. And everybody's had to figure out how to use that over the past couple of years. And then um, where do you see camp going? Uh, like what are some of the, the changes or things you're going to have to adapt? I, I know some of the generational changes ha- has had, you know, you you obviously have, have worked with millennials. You've worked with Generation Z and Generation Alpha's coming up. Um, so tell us a little bit about what are what are just some of the things that you guys are having to deal with on your side of things. Yeah, I mean, to speak to COVID specifically, if you had told me there was a summer where we just wouldn't do camp, I would, I would have thought you were crazy. Like 2020 was just nuts. We didn't even do camp. We did no camp. Um, and so then kind of just stepping our foot back into it slowly in 2021, we're planning on it. We're going to do it. Is it really going to happen? You know, what, what are numbers going to be like? Are people going to show up? Um, and so last year we were able to, to do camp again and it definitely had its challenges. And now we're just kind of blowing, blowing and going this summer, but, um, Yes, absolutely. We, we have student pastors who have been with us for 20 plus years. We have brand new right out of college, right out of seminary student pastors who are coming with us too. And so you definitely can tell on the phone when you're talking to people, if they're new or if they're old timers, just by the way they talk to you and their expectations for camp. And so honestly, and I'm trying to think if I'm even answering your question correctly, (laughs) but we still have just a wide gamut of student pastors who bring who bring kids to church and so i mean kids to camp excuse me so it's just very interesting to um really navigate what are people looking for what are people looking for that have been there for 20 years and what are these new student pastors coming in with their idea of what they think camp should be and so you can't you can't please everybody but we definitely have um people that we go to, we have advisory boards that we speak with, you know, all ages of different student pastors, males, females, um, and just get their opinions on what they want from camp. What are their students facing right now that they weren't facing five years ago, 10 years ago? And we really try and plug in and listen to the church. What are some of the big issues right now? What that y'all are having to deal with? Sure. Well, okay. Goodness. Again, huge spectrum on that something easy that we have to deal with. And Lee, we talked about this a little bit yesterday. You said, I have two two weeks in the summer that I I can plan camp right now. And so I'm looking at your schedule and that's great that you've got, you know, 30 camps for student life and 60 something camps for, for huge, none of your weeks work for me because of where I need to go in my window. And so that is definitely a challenge that we're coming up with just as Um, extracurricular activities for students, church activities limit when you can even take people to camp. Um, So that is, you know, that's a a base level thing that we deal with all the time. But then you get into like current situations, um, the climate that we're in now, we're having student pastors call and say, I have a transgender kid. I want them to come to camp. How how do I even know how to house them? How do I deal with that? And so, um, you know, that it just, it runs the spectrum of crazy things that, that student pastors are dealing with and trying to, to get, get a pulse on and try and figure out how to minister to kids in this current climate. And they look to us for that. And so yeah. again, I'll mention our advisory board. Again, we have to go and talk to student pastors all across the nation. We have to have, 
you know, we have to have old guys like us, old guys and girls on it. We've got to have 20 somethings on it because we need to know what you guys are facing right now and what, and what, um, how we can help serve you guys and your students when they come to camp. Well, I'll, I'll tell you the atmosphere has certainly changed as far as how we're doing student ministry now, as opposed to how we did it, you know, back in the day. Back um, in the day. Yeah. Ah, back in the day. Back in the day of don't bring any secular music with your CDs. Yes. No. <laughs> now it's, what's a CD again? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's, you, can't, you can't tell your students they can't bring a phone to camp anymore. Like right? we need oh. to change that. Well, that was something that was something that parents got all in a tizzy about years ago. They were like, I don't want my kids bringing phones. But now if you tell kids that they can't bring phones, you'll have there, there's always those parents that are like, um, I want to be able to be in touch with my kid. And yes, so, you know, quick. that that policy changed really quick. Yeah. Well, I love the fact I, I like I like this. I mean, I really appreciate you coming on here because we get a. Uh, and I mean, we've known you for a long time and we could ask these questions and stuff, but, but at the same time, just hearing you talk about the fact that there's an advisory board and we're talking to student pastors all the time, seeing about how we need to adapt and change. Um, I think a lot of people that go to these camps don't realize, um, I mean, they know you've planned it and you, you come up with a theme and stuff like that, but they don't think they realize how much you're really talking to people and trying to adapt it to what people need. And that's that's really good to hear. I, it's good to hear that side of it that that you're you're not just throwing things together. You know, every you don't just have a formula that has worked all these years, and so we're just going to keep the same formula. You know, we're we're going to fix what needs to be fixed, change what needs to be changed. That's good to hear. And it's nice that you have that. Lily, you have that we're, we're not student pastors. We're not with with your students every week and and investing in them. And we're plugged into our local churches, but we are not the student pastor. So we have to listen to you guys. Right. We have to. And that's also one of the, and just going on to our next topic, you know, that's one of the advantages of, of going to something that is pre-planned. That is what we call a pre-packaged camp versus planning your own camp. Now we know that the, you know, if you plan your own camp, you can pretty much have control over everything. Yep. And, and, and for some guys, it works. Some guys and gals, they'll do that kind of thing, and it, it works for them perfectly. Um, and, and we've done that before. But, man, going to, to a camp that's already set up, oh, you get such such better – you sleep better at night, you know, knowing that yeah. other people are handling it, certain yeah. things, you know, and um, just recruiting people to help serve at it. You know, and there again, not that there's anything wrong with that. No, no. Yeah. I mean, but it's just, it's nice going someplace that's kind of already established and, and is set up that way. What, what, what are your thoughts on that, Amanda? I mean, the pre packaged versus doing yeah, your own. Yeah, you, you touched on it a little bit, but. Absolutely. I mean, and you, you hit it right there, Lee, as well. There are definite benefits on both sides. So it, if someone calls asking us about our camps and how we do them, like I'm never trying to talk someone out of doing their own camp if that works for them. Like you, you have to know what works for your ministry right. and what you want to do. Mm -hmm. But what we can provide is the camp in a box. And so I always tell people like we want to you have to do some work on the front end, right? To recruit people and get all your paperwork in and make sure you turn stuff in on time. But our goal is once you get to camp, you can just let that all go. Yeah. I've got everything turned in. Um, you know, I've got all my people here. All, everybody's got a name tag and a key and they know where their room is and they got their schedule. And now I can just hang out with my students. Just the fact that I don't have to deal with t-shirts and, and getting the right sizes and that sort of thing, and ordering, making sure I don't order, you know, order too little, order too many. I, 
that alone to me is Lee. Right? They're Lee's taking care of. They're taking care of. Obviously, you get it. You, did you see what you did there? You know, did they're taking care of all the t-shirts. All the t-shirts. It all comes back. That's Lee, it. It all comes back. That's right. Yeah. Well, I I'll tell you this. For me, for the longest time, uh, when I was in New Orleans, I, I was at a very blue collar church. And the, those kids did not have a lot of money, and we the church didn't, and I didn't have a whole lot of resource at all. I mean, it wasn't like I had a, I didn't have a team of interns. I didn't have, you know, I couldn't do the lights and sound or anything like that. And so the prepackaged uh, deal for me was a lifesaver because I couldn't do that on my own. Right. I didn't have the resource. I would have to team up with a bunch of people, and we didn't have the money. We had to do fundraisers all year just to go to camp. Uh, mm-hmm. to get kids, to go. I mean, kids couldn't get, couldn't afford to go. And, um, so we had to do all these things just to get to camp every year. And for me to be able to go there and just like getting them there was the whole year. And then once we got there, letting them have that experience and prepackage, I'm very thankful for those things. You know, we did, yeah. um, the different ones. I, I, I like that. And then I've done my own too. I mean, we've done my own stuff. So now that I've been in different places and there's benefits and stuff too, but I'm very thankful for the camp industry, so to speak, of you guys <laughs> doing everything for well, us. Think, yeah. You know, from a, another standpoint, you don't have to plan all that stuff, but also if you're in a smaller church or a smaller community, your students are then going to be at camp with students from all different types of, um, you know, oh, yeah. other, they're coming from all different states and all different backgrounds. And you're exposing them to other people their age who they might not otherwise interact with. So that's also a plus as well. That's and great. you can take advantage of having well-respected camp pastors and worship leaders, you know, that you can, you can know they've been well vetted and that they're, you're getting a good, um, good solid teaching and worship when you get there as well. That's okay. really good. Okay. So, so from your side of things, what are the biggest challenges you have when, when you plan camps for literally thousands of kids each summer? Like yes. I, I'm sure you, you um, had no idea you were going to be into this type of ministry when you left seminary, you know, I mean, <laughs> it, it, you realize how no, big but... it was to you get in there. And then, so, so what are some of the biggest challenges that your organization faces? That's right. Uh, well, right now, honestly, it's just coming out of COVID and trying to figure out how many people are actually going to show up um, because we have to, y'all all know, we all are hearing right now, there's backups with ordering things and supply chain and all that. We had to order all of our camp materials back in the fall to ensure that it would get to us on time. And so getting into that and like, we don't know how many people are going to come to camp in 2022. Is is COVID going to show up again? And so it's like, we need to order enough and we kind of need to overorder. Is that okay? We want to be good stewards of the, of what we've been given and not overorder and have all this stuff left over. But at the same time, we have to make sure we have what we need for everybody at camp um, when they get there. So that has been our biggest challenge this year. Um, just really trying to plan for how many people are going to actually show up. Um, and I will tell you, What's crazy is there are still churches who haven't opened their doors yet since COVID. And so people are still stepping their foot into like, is it safe to go back to camp? Is it safe to even walk through the doors of my church? And some of these smaller communities, they haven't even done that yet. Well, we, so, we had a friend of ours just, just yesterday. That, that, oh, yeah. You you know him, uh, Michael Breedlove. Yeah, he, he's a good friend oh. of ours. Yeah, yeah. And uh Tell, he was, tell he yeah, he told to us yesterday, we were, we actually, we said, we're going to have Amanda on, we're going to talk to her, what's some questions you'd want to hear, uh, and that's where a lot of these questions we're giving you came from, or some people we knew that, um, 
And Michael said, ask her, what, it, uh, what do you do if you are three hours out from camp and they call you and say, um, yeah, we just had a COVID outbreak. You can't stay here. And th- these are people, they're doing their own camp. Literally and they're, on they're their going way to, to camp. On their, they're, on, they're on the bus and they're <gasps> three hours away from camp and they're like, you can't stay here. And they had, and he said, cause that happened to me today. So that happened to him yesterday. And he was on his way. I would tell you, give us a call. Give us a call. We'll plug you in. Turn left. Turn left and get three hours this way. Always a salesman, man. No, no, I'm serious though. That happened. There was a camp that shut down and they did not even tell people until they were on their way to camp. And they're like, you can't come. You can't come. And so people are calling us furiously. It was several hundred, I don't even remember how many people, but we were able to send them to different camps that were starting on the same day and get them plugged, get them plugged in. It was kind of nuts. Wow. Um, but yeah, crazy. that, that is, is happening. The good thing for us is we have, um, we have a COVID task force, but kind of fancy name, mm-hmm. but um, that team meets once or twice a month if needed leading up to camp. And we're thinking of all these things, all these scenarios that could happen. And we're, um, we're pre-planning and getting ready for if any kind of situation happens at camp, what can we do? And so we can pivot quickly and get, um, get things in place and keep our camps running uh, if something like that happens. So that's, that's definitely another thing that, yeah. that we're isn't currently it, running. Isn't this so weird? Like that's, that's reality now. And you're just like, like, I, I it's weird that we, now we all like somebody says the word zoom, you know, you, you know exactly what they're talking about, you know, and now everybody's got video capabilities and stuff like that. And you have a COVID task force that you're having to I'm on it. stay on it. Yeah. That's crazy. That's kind of come to that. Well, so, so there are different types of camps. Okay. And, and mm-hmm. especially when you start looking uh, and as a youth pastor, you know, sometimes that can be very overwhelming. Um, and, and, you know, especially with some of the, what we call the prepackaged camps, there, there are different elements in each one of those camps. Like, for example, I, I know, you know, about Infuge and Student Life Missions. And I, I just, to, I remember when Student Life first started the missions track. Like one of mm-hmm. our, one of our junior high groups went to Student Life Camp and they were on the first, first time they ever offered a missions track. Um, and then, of course, you got camps like Centrifuge that, that's more, it's more inward focused. You know, it's a rec camp, and that's always been an option, you know, is to have the recreational type of camp. And then you have the beach camp, which obviously, you know, if you, if you go to the beach camps, a lot of your focus is on worship and, and helping your kids have that environment where they can, they can have that experience. You know, all these different choices, you know, what are some of the benefits of each, you know, and, and, and why would somebody sign up for one versus the other? I mean, in your opinion. Okay. Let me give a big distinctive between student life and Fuge. So we get that question a lot. What's the main difference? So when you go to Fuge, your students are going to be divided up with other students from other groups and the staff at Fuge are going to be teaching them Bible study and leading them through the rec time or the mission tracks that they're going. So they are divided up with other students who are from other camps coming A student life camp. We keep you together with your church. And so, and, and the leaders you bring with you actually, um, teach the Bible study material that we provide. And they have a meeting every day with the camp pastor, you know, before they're going into that teaching time. I'm sorry, the camp director. So those are the like big distinctives between Fuge and student life. And then when you get into like, okay, I'm, I've decided which one I want to go to, but do I want to do rec or 
you know, centrifuge or do I want to do infuge or mission camp? That is such a great question. And a lot of churches do both. They'll sign up and they'll come to the same camp, but they'll do half their group will do mission and half will stay on campus and participate in like the rec type activities. What we have found, again, just from talking to student ministers, is a lot of smaller churches, um, they take advantage of our mission camps because they either don't have the resources or their students have never been on a mission trip before. And so they can kind of do it all in one. They can do camp and mission all in one. And what we found is it's kind of like a, a launching platform for missions to wait maybe next year they want to do a mission trip of their own in their community or maybe just a couple of hours away and then they work themselves up to maybe one day doing an international mission trip and so um it kind of serves a, a great purpose if you want to kind of do it all in one let's get my camp and my mission experience in right. at once because again i've only got a couple of weeks of summer open where my students can go um and, and, I, and I love that, i love the mission element i, I love that track time yeah. Uh, and, and I just yeah. remember, you know, the, the first time that we ever took a group and, and did that, we were, we were actually at Lee University in Cleveland, Tennessee, and yeah. I had those junior high guys, and, and man, they were they were pumped to be able to do that kind of stuff. And it, it, it really fired them up just to be able to go, and it was a great experience for them. Oh, yeah. I, and the funny thing is, it's something like now, Lee and I have different camp experiences. He, he did a lot of student life stuff. I did a lot of uh, centrifuge stuff. In the day, and then we've all done different things too, other than those things. But so I'm more familiar with one than the other, and uh, and we started taking uh, when I was in New Iberia, Louisiana. We started taking, we started doing a lot of infuge, uh, which is the mm -hmm. more missions deal too. And what I found is like what you were saying, uh, you know, because we we'd be in, in just another city in America, and and we're doing missions in there, and all the kids are like we can do this at home, right? You know, we could do all these things that we're doing back home. I'm like, yes, yes, we can. Yeah. <laughs> that's, you know, that's very astute that's of you. Good yep. job. Way to, way to be there, kid. I never thought of that. I never thought of that. You know, just the, the whole thing, because I think a lot, you know, like you talked about before, the whole purpose of camp, get away, get away from distractions, have someone pour into you, have these worship experiences, be around other believers from other places, all the things that you said, and and then you want to take it back home because a lot I, that we uh, I was reading something the other day. It was like the dangers of camp, you know, and it wasn't somebody that was against camp. They love camp, but they said things that you know that can happen. And one of those is you know getting those that cycle, the roller coaster kind of thing. If we have the camp experience and then you get back and it dies down, you're like, where is this? And so the whole point is to try and take it back home. And take that excitement and and do it there. And I love that each one of these things can do that for you in in different ways. Yeah. You just, it just depends on what your kids need at the time. So right. And then you mentioned you know our our beach camp. It's really and Lee, I know you've been to a few of them. Um, it's really more of a conference still. And so that's for a group who's looking to have a little more control over what happens during the day because you can schedule whatever you want in between worship services. There's a lot of flexibility. Yeah, you come to us in the mornings and the evenings for services, and then it's really, it's your time to do with it what you want. So that's just yeah. another option that we have. That's great. At so, a pretty location. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. So so what are, what, are, what are the best ways to encourage students to sign up for camp? What do you think, Rick? You're asking me. I'm asking you. You're asking me. Amanda, you looking at Rick. Oh, well, yeah, he's yeah. looking. I'm sorry. I'm, yeah. But I mean, I mean. Yeah, well, for us, I mean, for camp, it's, 
you know, you have some, it's, it's weird because uh, students are changed. There was a period of time where we didn't do camp as much as we did before because my, stu- my students just weren't signing up for it. And, yeah. and I think um, one thing you don't want to do is turn camp into an idol. Obviously you don't want it to, you know, them to be that to be the one thing I need. I have to go to camp in order to meet with God. Right. Right. No, it's, it's, I mean, that's why we go there is to get away and meet with God, but you can do that on your own stuff too. So getting them to sign up the camp is let them to see, I mean, you want them to get excited about it. You want to let them know all the cool stuff they're going to get to do, all the new people they're going to get to be around. And uh, the best way I've found to, to genuinely recruit kids for camp is getting the kids that have been before to talk about it. Yeah. You know, you want the, those kids to say, tell them what that was like, you know, and get you tell them to go and bring them on. Right. Kids are the best. Students are the best recruiters exactly. for that that you can. What, have. what are some have you have you heard anything, Amanda, some ideas? Yeah, I was going to say I talked to somebody yesterday who said we just had a big youth event at our church and now everyone wants to go to camp that hadn't signed up before. And so you can kind of ride the wave of like a fun event that you have along the way yeah. um, and say, Hey, if you had fun here, like come go to camp with us. It's, it's an awesome experience. So I've, I've actually heard that twice over the past week. If we just had something to know, everybody wants to go to camp. Um, yeah. But I would agree with what Rick said. It's the word of mouth thing. They want to hear from their other, their peers, how much fun it is. They don't need us telling them they, they need the, the, um, the excitement from people who've been before. Oh, yeah. well, in that same vein, recruiting volunteers. That's what I was about to ask you. Because, you know, camp can't happen yeah. unless you've got those volunteers. And there. so, how, Lee, how would you recruit volunteers? You, you've been very good at that throughout your ministry, but how do you, how do you get the, the people to go? You'd be amazed what you can do with a roll of duct tape, Rick. <laughs> We're just... I don't know how to respond <laughs> to that. Duct tape them to the vans and make them go? <laughs> That's, That's right. That's how right. Respond to that. You just kidnap yeah. them, man. Um, you tell them Mercy I, I, Me is going to be there. Yes, and all the Mercy Me. Like, hey. All the adults are there. Yeah. I, you know, the 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 main selling point for for getting volunteers for camp is, and I tell adults this all the time: you are missing out on the blessing by not going as a chaperone or a volunteer for camp because you get to experience God moving in the lives of your kids, and you get to you get to see them worshiping, you get to see them participating in things, and um, yeah, there, there's going to be issues, you know, and there's, there's all the horror stories that we hear, you know, like the junior high guys are refusing to take showers, you know, and that sort of thing, because they think the pool is adequate enough for them to, you know, get cleaned up, you know, and then on day four, you start smelling things and you're like, what is going on? You know? Um, but you always have a great story with that, you know, and, and uh, just that's the thing. I think a lot of parents just kind of they just they miss out on opportunities to see God working, and so that's usually been the, the best way that I've recruited you know volunteers. And and we always and, and a lot of you, you student pastors out there, student ministers, you can you you had these conversations with parents that well, my kids don't want me to come, you know, and and you know I just kind of feel like that they need to do their own thing and all this, and I and I hear that so much from from volunteers or potential volunteers that my kids don't want me to come truth is they do want you to be there but they just want to be able to have a little freedom and so that's kind of been the big issue that that we've had you know in in recruiting volunteers but but that's how i do it i just i just go to them i start I just lord you know who are some people you know I pray about it and 
and I think, okay, which of these adults are going to have fun with kids? And I don't necessarily just go for just the ones I think are fun. I think I go after the ones that I know are responsible. I go after oh, the ones that, yeah. that I know I can count on, you know. Um, Sometimes you go with the ones that has the big enough vehicle that yes. can take Oh, you drive an Escalade. <laughs> yeah, you, yo, that's that's I nice. feel like going to camp, yeah. you but know. That's, that's the same. Like we uh, – What's neat is when they see their kid come back from camp and you're like, you know, you could experience that too because you're not going to be with your kid the whole time. They separate yeah. them in and, and, and a lot of these camps and, and you have your own, like these adults get poured into too. I, I really appreciate I've, I've how never camps, had an adult come back from camp and say, I wish I had not went. Uh, me too. I've never had, I've never had mm-hmm. an adult. And that, that's why I, your camps, uh, like I do, I know there's a lot of camps out there and I'm sure a lot of them do a good job, but I know places like Student Life and and centrifuge and things like that do a really good job of pouring into the adults that are there and, and talking to them and giving them the Bible studies and stuff too. But, um, we need to move along a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, so we're going to just kind of do rapid fire right here real quick. Okay. And, and, and Amanda, feel free to jump in. We're, we're going to name names in this next segment. We're doing it. We're going to go ahead and name names, okay? Calling people out. All right. These are, these are questions that, that were submitted to us by other youth pastors. Okay. So here they are. This is the deep stuff, okay? What's your favorite meal that you've ever had at camp? And mm. where was it at? Do you have a camp experience, Amanda? That... That's a good one. You tend to remember the uh, the not-so-good ones versus the good ones. We had a campus. I'm trying to think where it was in Florida. Where was it? Likely. Oh, my gosh. Too, too many over the years to remember where it was. They set out a buffet for our staff before camp started. And it was like the most amazing brunch I've ever had. And I was like, oh, we are in for it this week. It's going to be an amazing week at camp. And then the chicken nuggets came out as soon as the campers showed up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going with Louisiana Tech. Yeah. Louisiana Tech oh, location. Because we got the, the meal card and they had the Chick-fil-A there and they had the cafeteria and then they had McAllister's across the street. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying uh, that that would be, but I will say this Austin college doing camp there, the cheese fries at Austin college just hit different. You could get them at every meal. There was something about uh, those, those French fries, with that big glop of cheese on them. Oh, my word. I don't remember the food at every camp. All I know is my favorite places are the ones that had the waffle makers. Oh. I'm just, that's just me. But a lot of them had them turned off for the camp. You know, they were there for the college students, but they had them turned off for the camp. But if you had a waffle maker that you were able to use, man, all day long. All right. Waffles. Oh, yeah. All right. What's your favorite piece of swag you've gotten from camp? Okay, so some camps give swag more than other camps do. And historically, the camps that I have been to haven't given that much swag, like given that much swag. However, it started to, and I still have, and it's it's funny because uh, it started the, it was COVID year that uh, Centrifuge was giving out these backpacks to the leaders if you signed up at a certain, you know, by a certain date. And I still use that backpack. We didn't have, camps got, camp got canceled but they still sent it to me because I had paid the deposits on time and all that kind of stuff. And they still sent it to me. I still use that. Like that backpack's in my office yeah. uh, right now. I use it all the time. It was great. I loved it. You got one, Amanda? I do. What you got? Got a few. Oh, I thought you had, <laughs> were me. Had a backpack. <laughs> yeah, you have a ton. I'm sure you have like. I've got lots of. I've got one for every day of the week. You have one for each of your I kids do, and I your do, husband and your, yeah. Your I've kids ever get tired of wearing, wearing swag to school? I mean, no, they, they <laughs> ask for it all the time. They, Abby, my teenager steals mine 
um, you've got my sweatshirt on. Oh, well, I'm going to wear it today. Yes, <laughs> definitely good swag. Backpacks, jackets. Um, we try and do our student pastors upright. Give them yeah. a little swag here. Yeah. I, I, my, my favorite is, is my student life sweatshirt. I wear it all the time. I love that sweatshirt, man. I've never seen you wear that shirt. It's the green I'm, one. I'm just kidding. Whatever. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's a joke. The forest green one. Yes. Yes. I love it. It's so comfy. Oh, my goodness. All right. Most dangerous camp game ever played. Okay. I got oh, this. I know what well, for me, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't the game itself, but we did Fuge at Panama City Beach one year, and they did a mega relay on the beach, and there was a heat wave going on and there were kids dropping like flies i mean it was just like <laughs> I, no, i'm not kidding like all they had to they had to stop it because yeah. it was just kids were getting overheated and 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 then i think even somebody got stung by a jellyfish at some point like i don't know it was just crazy because part of it you had to run into the ocean and grab some stuff and right, I think right. it was really cool i mean it's a great idea yeah. but yeah that that's why you signed permission for i asked my wife <laughs> this question and i, I said yeah. i said tammy and she says oh trust falls easy i said when did you go to camp in 1982 I don't, they haven't done trust falls in forever. Remember I almost got those? dropped on my head in a trust fall though. Oh my goodness! When the leaders did it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you what mine was. My, mine was at Student Life Kids Camp, okay? okay? And it was it was the water game where they they had the slide on the tarp, slide. and and they put the baby they put the baby uh, shampoo on the tarp, and they had to grab mm-hmm. fi- like these rubber fish. I saw mm-hmm. so many kids bust their tails on that thing. And like kids were walking around the next day, like little old people, you know, they were like holding their <laughs> shoulders and stuff. And I, it was, it was crazy. Yeah. What, what about you? Okay. So we now have these, you know, bumper balls where you can put your whole body in and run and bump into people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Love those. Those are fine. Pretty safe for the most part. Before that, we just had the big old, huge inflatable balls Yes. and people would, we would not tell them to do this and they should not do this. But when you run at each other, two people holding these balls and you have the impact moment, somebody's going flying. And are you talking about like my, the turkey ball? Those are big. Well, yeah. I call them earth oh, balls, I you can take out people earth with that turkey. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen those turkey balls like take out entire youth groups. Yeah. Like an, an entire student ministry those. taken out in yeah. one fell swoop. They would throw that. Uh, there was a, a camp. I have it on video. They were throwing it up in the air and they were running and jumping up in the air and both hitting it at the same time and bouncing off. Yeah, no, no. Oh, yeah. it was. It was. Pretty awesome. I thought it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's pretty pretty awesome because it wasn't my group doing it. (laughs) It was fun to watch, but it wasn't a. Yeah. Okay. Best camp location. Camp location. You know the best camp locations for me. I've never, I've never got to go to the big ones. I've never been to like because I know the the ones that were like the pinnacle for a lot of people were Glorietta or Ridgecrest, those kind of places that I've never been to. My wife actually served on staff at camp at Glorietta and will tell you it's one of the best she's ever been to. But, you know, for me, I, I don't really have mine, – mine are according to experiences. But I'll tell you this, Union University was the first place I went years and years ago that had the, the dorm rooms where it was a common living area and then each had their own little bedroom and everything. And that was like epic. My kids went nuts. They're like, oh, it's not community showers. It, you know, it's not, you know, they, they loved it. Weights are where that for sure. <laughs> now every now everybody does that. Everybody's got dorms like that. But yeah. that was the first one I appreciated. I'm going to go with Chaco Springs. Chaco Springs. I, I love, I love the way that camp is set up. I, I like, I like the fact that everything is, is within, you know, moderate okay. walking distance. I love Chaco Springs. Mm-hmm. That's, that was always a fun one for me. 
Oh, well, you know, I will say this, though. The do-it-yourself kind of camp, and this will go back to the meal. Yeah. Um, Southland Christian Camp. Oh, you can't beat. It's the, best, Ring- it's, shh, it's the best kept secret. Okay, I'm sorry. It's shh. in Ringgold, Louisiana. Well, we only have like 10 listeners. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Southland is amazing. The meal there alone. The meals. I mean, steak and shrimp. Oh, they will do steak and shrimp for you. Yes. It was fantastic. I'm yeah. just saying. It was it was awesome. Yeah. Um, Lee University was a good one. Yeah. Because you could go whitewater rafting afterwards. You just like it because you can get like sweatshirts with your name on them. Yeah. But. Okay. Know. So so best camp speaker, or band, and what made them the best? All right. Camp speaker. Oh, I think we might have lost Amanda. We'll find out. What's did going we lose on Amanda? Right. I don't know. I don't know. I think we did. I don't know. Okay. We can finish with best camp speaker real quick. And see yeah. If we can go get ahead. Her back. We'll see if we can get her back, but. Can we take uh, a picture of that fr- that frozen thing right oh there? Gosh, I'm going to do that real quick. Like Amanda's looking at the screen right now with this look of sheer horror on her face. I got a picture. It'll go on the Instagram page. Follow our Instagram page. All the t-shirts podcast. Yeah, on podcast. <laughs> wow, she's just like standing there. Okay. Yeah, anyway, uh, go ahead. Best camp speaker, uh, guy by the name of Rob Turner. I'll I'll agree with that. Um, I Rob. think he still does it, from what I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's he still does it, but Rob Turner. Um, we had him at Union University. I was at Union University when I uh-huh. had this years and years ago, uh, for the reason of, I mean, he was a great communicator, great speaker, but it's the way he ministered to all the, the students and adults outside of speaking just there as camp was going right. on the most, um, just, I, I mean, compassionate, just cared about the students more than any pastor right. around. And that, that says a lot to me, you know, and I, I, I've heard Rob before and, and worked with him. He's, he is really great because he's so approachable and he interacts mm-hmm. with your kids. I, I, I'll, I'll throw another name out there for you, and I'm going I'm to say it, John Harper. Harper. John Harper. I mean, we've known John a long time, but, but John interacts with kids, and I have appreciated the fact that he, he's in the cafeteria with them, and he's hanging out with them, and he's talking to them, and – and I just I appreciate the way he ministers. I love it. Uh, as far as bands go, uh, I remember we had Matt Papa at a, yeah, Matt Papa at a college. Camp. He was awesome. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to beat that. Russia <laughs> Fools was always a favorite. Russia Fools of ours. was great. Those were yeah. good guys. Those guys were awesome. Yeah. What about what about you, Amanda? Who, who are some of your favorite speakers and bands that you've had? Oh goodness, y'all have said some some great ones. Um, so when I was traveling back in the day, I mostly did kids camp. So a lot of these youth speakers, I haven't, um, I haven't heard a lot of, but I will tell you when we used to do camp with, um, Louis Giglio and Chris Tomlin at Daytona beach back in the day, that was, those were some good memories for oh sure. Oh my goodness. Um, 6,000 kids. <laughs> oh my goodness. That was a huge Amazing. camp. Uh, but that so was great. much fun. You mentioned Rob Turner a minute ago. I think I did a D now for you, Lee. Yep. With him back yep. in the day, that's old time. He actually I, came and I, spoke at Life Camp for the first time this summer. I used to always steal my D now speakers from whoever we had at camp. I would yeah. just kind of kind of that's we we stole Matt Papa we one time. Yeah. yeah, Matt yeah. Papa. So Matt Papa came out of Chris Orr's band back in the day. Yep. 
Let me see. Some of your older yeah, student pastors are, 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 are relating to this right now. Yeah, yeah. You're getting the vibe. Sorry for you younger ones that have no clue. You're digging out the old CDs you got from camp right now, aren't you? Yeah. And anyway, we Chris need to get Orr, man. Yeah. Corey Elliott. I remember Corey yeah. at kids camp, and he like just yep. crushed it. And that guy's he's, awesome. he's, he's killing he's it right now. now. Yeah, he's here in Birmingham, a student pastor at a church. Oh, he's man. all married now and has a baby. Yep, he's, all he's, married, all married. He's like <laughs> not even part way married. He's Best all camp married. theme. Best camp theme. Camp theme. Real quick. Okay, I remember. Uh, I was trying to think about this because again, the themes didn't stick with me as much. I remember the T-shirts. Yeah. from a lot of. I'm wearing a camp T-shirt that yes, I have you right are. now. This is an old, old one from Huge. Uh, but it wasn't my, uh, you I still remember fit in it too. I rather, do. I do. Rather it's, it's funny. Yeah. Um, shirts hold up well. Yeah. I remember because my wife has this big bag she got from being on staff at one of the Fuge camps and there's, but the, whatever you gotta, gotta love year for Fuge had the coolest looking merch and everything. But the best that had the videos and stuff with, for me was a Fuge one and it was Kilimanjaro. Um, was the theme, and it was just all about adventure and all that kind of stuff, and it, it worked really well with everything. I liked it. Yep. That's just me. Uh, I love The Way. I thought The Way was a good theme when, when Student Life did that one. That was a good one. And then The Kingdom. I thought The Kingdom was a good one as well. The The yeah. teaser trailer video for that was awesome. Those good one-word themes. Yeah, one words. Yeah. All right, so <laughs> we're going we're gonna to move on. Uh, Amanda, tell us what, you know – one of the things that, that makes student life and, and Fuge and these camps that, you, that you're working with so awesome is that you have opportunities available for, for college kids and, and even some high school students to serve in these camp activities. So what are, what are, um, what are some opportunities that, that they may have? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So we are always looking for stellar staff members to come and work with us at camp it is a summer like none other if you work on a camp team. Um, so we will actually launch our applications at the start of the school year for next summer. So if y'all have, um, you student pastors, y'all have any amazing students who are you know, about to start college, they do need to have completed a year of college um, to work with us send them our way. We would love to interview them and talk with them. As far as students during the summer, Student Life has um, a program we call Staff Volunteers, where you can sign your your juniors and seniors up. We take a group of about 14. Lee, I know you've done this before. Um, and you come with your students and you serve with us at a week of camp. You can do awesome youth camp, stuff. you can do kids camp. It is so much fun. And that's a great platform too, to even see if your students might be interested in working with us in the future. Staff volunteering is a great opportunity. And then Fuge does um, what they call SLA, where you can sign up to go to a back-to-back -back week with them. And you are um, a junior or senior as well. And you actually serve with them on staff for two back-to-back -back weeks at camp. So again, that's a, a good launching program for them as well to be able to um, see if they want to serve in the future on staff. Where do they go to, like, if, if they wanted, if they had some students who wanted to apply to do these kind of things, they just go to the websites for the, like, yeah, how, so how would you get about life, that? Yeah, Student Life, there's a place on our website um, where you can um, tell us if you have an interest in that, or you can email Haley. It's kind of spelled funny. She's H-A-I-L-E-A, -E Haley, 
at studentlife.com. She manages all of our staff volunteer weeks. We are already taking applications for next summer. Um, for the FUGE SLA experience, they will actually launch that a little bit further into the school year next year. But um, feel free to you know check the website and for when that's open. It's that's a great opportunity. Open. I've had kids that have went mm-hmm. through that program and, and they, they love it, especially the, the staffing. You know, we've taken kids to that before and I've actually had kids come back and say they enjoyed serving uh, alongside the student life staff uh, more so than even going to camp. You know, they, they, yeah. they, they, you've got a student serving right now, don't you? I do. I do. Mm-hmm. Lexi Burris. Yeah. She's, on the kids team. She's crushing it too. Yeah, she's doing great. Okay, so real quick, any questions that we, we didn't ask that you wish we'd asked? We asked that to everybody. Mm-hmm. What is what's the name of your podcast? You asked me about my how many camp shirts I got or Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she literally has all the Oh my goodness. That now she's gonna lo- have we would love to see. Oh look what she she's got on shirts says I like camp. You probably have more camp t shirts than Oh no, she definitely has more than we do. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Now, if you add in all the disciple now shirts and other shirts we've done in ministry, yeah, I think we can top her. We on could probably one. top her on that, yeah. but no, I mean she's probably she got literally has all, all the, the t-shirts. t-shirts. Yeah, all the shirts, all the sh- <laughs> and now I get all the Fuji and student life shirts. Uh, I know no. she gets the your be- wardrobe fixing to like yeah, multiple. In Montana, she got the best of both well, worlds. We're we're both huge camp guys, and, and we want to see student ministries involved in all camps. Camp was used for us as students as we were growing up and, and we see the value of summer camp ministry. And so we hopefully, hopefully this podcast has helped you think more about that and encouraged you uh, as, as a, as a student minister to get your kids involved in camp and uh, to not give up on that. You know, I know times are tough, but uh, make it a priority in your student ministry, uh, whether you're doing your own camp or whether you're, you're going to a different camp that's already set up, uh, take advantage of that. Um, and, and so I just I just want to encourage people to to get plugged in and do that sort of thing. Amanda, where can they go to check out your your camps? Like, what are the websites? Yeah, we've got studentlife.com, and then we've got fugecamps.com. Fugecamps.com. Yeah, check check those out. Those are good ones. I know there's a lot of other camps out there. We're not trying to exclude anything, but we're very thankful for Amanda coming on and giving us the inside scoop on, on how all this stuff's done. So we definitely want to like behind the scenes stuff. Behind you know? the We're scenes, privy. Man. We are privy Pri- to a privy lot of to behind the scenes. I mean, we really appreciate this. I think this is probably, and we apologize if this has gone too long for you guys, but like, I think it's probably our longest podcast we've done. Cause yeah. uh, she's got there's so much information that we've gotten. And there I were really, questions really I wanted it. to ask her, but we just, I know we didn't get to uh, everything. And maybe so, we'll have to bring you back at some point. Yeah. You know, yeah. We'll do, we, we'll do camp part two, you know, really appreciate the sequel. it. Um, it, once again, if you want to contact us, uh, you can follow us on Instagram. All the T-shirts podcast on Instagram is our is our uh, name on there, and then uh, email us all the T-shirts podcast at gmail.com. Um, you got camp shirts you want to show off? We'd like to see them. Uh, feel free to give us a follow, give us a like. Um, man, yeah. Rick, you want to close us out with a quote? You always have a quote. Always have All a right. quote. This one, I would just like to, to quote the, the immortal words of every student minister at some point of camp. How have you already spent all your snack money? It's Tuesday. Sorry. <laughs> oh, my word. Okay. There we go. That's my quote. I, I like the pixie sticks one, though. Uh, what was that? <laughs> Which parent hates me so much that she packed pixie sticks for the junior high? Okay. All right. Uh, Amanda. Pleasure as always. Thank Thank you you. so much.
Love you guys. Y'all are like my big brothers. Y'all, y'all take care. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.